I'm Kirsty Logan, this is my co-host Heather Parry, Hello. and reluctantly, we are talking about an R.L. Stein book. I also think I had vocal fry. Oh. Then, and the worst. Oh, no, <gasps> I got it. I didn't worst. notice. I think it's because I've got quite a dry throat though. Me too. I um, woke up in the night with a very sore throat. Oh, that sounds dirty. It wasn't. What? Oh, I don't, I don't think it did actually. <laughs> I think you've just... <laughs> I've got a mind in the gutter, clearly. I feel like we need to tell people that just before we started recording, you went, oh, this hanky smells of cooking. Because <laughs> it was hanging on my hanky. pulley. Your and grandma, I was cooking dinner. Your grandma-ness is becoming fashionable again. Because yes. the hankies are coming back in because people are trying to be less wasteful. And it's been touted as this revolutionary thing. And I was like, excuse me, I've been using hankies since I was in my 20s. And everybody mocked me. Look at you now. <laughs> taking it all back you all wish you had the embroidered swear word hankies that my mum gave me for Christmas it's like my hatred of shopping I can now just play it off as an environmental concern exactly. <laughs> why not I've why had not? these clothes for a decade no. because I'm thinking of the environment I said to mum so she got she bought these like little floral hankies and she she did me one that says shite 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 I've got one that says fuck fuckity fuck um, and I've got one, I think that says bastard. And um, <laughs> they're amazing. I was like, mum, these are great. You should sell these. Hipsters like me and buy them. That's true. Mm -hmm. Five pounds I would pay for a set of swear word hankies. For a set? Oh, maybe even seven for a set. What would you pay for a set? I probably wouldn't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not very environmentally friendly. You haven't got a runny nose like me. So I've got hay fever, basically, mm, 365 time. days a year. Yeah. Anyway. Shall we talk about this book? Welcome to Snot Chat with Heather and Kirsty. <laughs> the body pod, as we said before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you want to know something really grim about this book? The Dead Girlfriend by Robot Stein was published in 1993, 1994, and 1999. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was published three times. No. He had two goes to redo this, and he didn't take it. Didn't take those opportunities. Oh, God. All right, tell me about the cover. So I really have <clears throat> a predilection, is that what I'm saying? I really like the metallic covers, mm -hmm. and I did as a kid as well. I don't know what about it speaks to me more than non-metallic I don't like them, they hurt my eyes. I like to be in pain. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing The Dead Girlfriend, and the cover is, I think, quite good. For a point horror. I think it's a rank. It's... A red metallic, it looks really Christmassy. It does, actually. <laughs> it's like actually. a really It's like a bauble. Yeah, so it's like a shiny metallic red. Um, and then it just says, the dead. The dead girlfriend. The dead girlfriend. Because the A is weirdly tall. In a metallic green. Not embossed or debossed, I'm afraid. And then it's got silver metallic girl's eyes. I mean, that could be any, that person hasn't read the book at all. That could be anything. No, yeah. But then, I mean, how do you illustrate a dead girlfriend? Well, could, yeah, it could have done a lot of different, to be honest with you. Um, you hate it. I just think it's ugly. I just like, I feel like I, I would have like crafted Christmas cards in my, you know, <laughs> early sort of years that looked very much like this. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just <laughs> saying that now I think it's ugly. What's the tagline? There isn't one. Oh. Oh, wait. Nobody gives a shit. No, no. We've got a general series tagline. Point horror never dies. It just gets better. Oh, we know that's not the case. No, that's not done, true. Um, demon. It started out the best, I have to say. I don't. So I've written the main character's name in all my notes as Jonathan, as in like with an O at the end. Jonathan. I've made, I've made quite a big deal of it, but I don't know whether I've just misread it or there's a typo some point in the I've book. I've written Jonathan, as in the regular spelling. So maybe I just maybe I just <clears> misread it, or I maybe think, there's one typo. I in think it. you just <laughs> misread it. I think you were just tired. I was very tired. Um, shall I read the first page? Let's. About Jonathan. Jonathan. Or possibly Jonathan. I guess we'll find out. Jonathan. Oh, this is another one that's been disposed. Disposed in, uh, I was going to say 1917. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? The first time I saw 
is Jonathan. Oh God, what's the, wrong with the me? The first time I saw Jonathan Morgan, he terrified me. I probably should have known then, at that very first moment, staring into the sun at him from my bike, to stay away. Danger here. Danger and fear. <laughs> I think I knew at that moment that Jonathan meant trouble. Come on, Robot Stein, stop repeating yourself. But a person doesn't always listen to these signals. A person doesn't always listen to her sensible self. At least I didn't. And before I knew it, I found myself trapped by Jonathan, caught up in his sadness, caught up in his mystery. A mystery that began in murder. So, immediately, so that's where we're at. <laughs> immediately we've got, I'm scared of him, but I love him. Ugh. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Danger here. Danger and fear. <laughs> I'm going to get that written on my underpants. <laughs> if you accidentally wrote that, you'd just delete it, wouldn't you? Because you'd be like, there's no way I'm getting away with that. No. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I hate it. I hate it from the beginning. There's stupid things such as, I'm 16 and I have my driver's license, but you can't really explore in a car. Yes, you can. How can you explore? By bike. Uh, it depends where you live, I suppose. Yeah. I just... Well, Maybe they live in a place with no roads. Yeah. What's that in that film? Where we're going, we don't need roads. That's Back to the Future. There you go. And that's so they live in the sky. Apparently, they live in time travel. Yep. Well, they don't. They live in. You cycle through time. <laughs> they they live in the horrifically named Shocklin Falls. We should make a sort of PDF of all the bad pun place names in Robot books just the, as a way to build a case for having him assassinated <laughs> the worst one was the one that was clearly a pun on point horror point harbor mm, god <laughs> can we talk about names for a minute go on because our main character annie is called annie which is my wife's name the second annie of the series and the school is called logan that is the third, third logan. logan of this series heather i am fucking serious we are being we're either being trolled from 1993 or Someone is conducting an epic and utterly pointless prank <laughs> where they've printed out loads of text, made them look like point horrors, and somehow given them to us. You say trolled like trolled, like what a... Trolled. Fishing. Yeah, like we're being trolled. We're being, being dragged trolled, along the seafloor. Like floor. little fish. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. No. How could... That's not a coincidence. Three incidences of Logan in three separate books by three separate authors in this series. You are asking me, though, to believe that someone's fashioned fake <laughs> ones and then somehow gotten them into your house. If anyone, I think it's you. You are putting your own name and your wife's name into loads of these books and then giving them to me and then being like, read the, oh, has it gone into Logan in? I'm so surprised. Or maybe it's that I'm not even aware that I'm doing it. It's like one of those films where someone is like, doing the crimes against themselves and they don't know. Well, I think they do know and that's just their bullshit argument. You think? <laughs> yes. But why would I do that? <laughs> Is this me gaslighting you? Am I gaslighting you? <laughs> What's real life anymore? <laughs> I feel Who like I'm in danger, knows to be anymore. honest with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm more likely to be murdered. We should, we should agree a coded statement that either of us will tweet. To show that we're in danger. I mean, I feel like this entire podcast is my cry for help. Surely my, getting that if by I now. ever tweet, mmm, a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola, that's not me. I would never. I hate fizzy drinks. I really? hate them so much. Yeah, but if we have to be told that, it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay, how about if I ever say, I'm going to have an ice cream and a glass of milk. I think we'll know that now. Together. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Do you not ever want a Coke? No. Oh my god. I hate fizzy things. I absolutely hate them. Really? Anything fizzy, I hate it. Really? Yeah. Even like a kombucha? Everything. See, I, I won't drink like Coca-Cola, apart from one time, like, I'll just like be desperate for a mouthful of it. And also living in Latin America, <laughs> you would be like, it would be really hot all of the time and like that, either really dry heat or really wet heat, both of which make you really thirsty. Um, and like they have the real Coke with the sugar and they have really tiny glass bottles of it that are in the fridge. And sometimes just like grabbing the cold glass out of the fridge and then flipping open the bottle. And then it's only like three mouthfuls of Coke. Oh God, it was just perfect. I hate it. I know, I, I can't stand what it's doing to my insides and I feel sick immediately afterwards. But... I just, I hate everything about it. I don't know why. I don't, I honestly don't know why. I used to work in a cafe and I had to serve up 
fizzy drinks, obviously. And when I would open the can, like, obviously, because it fizzes and, like, bits of it would go on my hand and I would hate it. I'd have to go and wash my hands. I know. I can't have the fizz on my skin. Well, I had to do it in order to get my fucking minimum wage in my (laughs) job, so I'm not that much of a princess. My worst one was, um, I really hate jelly, is in like can't look at it, can't be near it, can't watch people. I like it, like I have thrown up before from being, from the process of eating it being described to me. Like Do I, you hate other kind of wobbly foods? Yeah. Also, like um, sometimes what do you call that? Like too... Italian custard dessert. Thing? Oh, I would never like panna cotta. I would never eat panna cotta. Wow. And if you were eating it, I wouldn't be able to look at you. Wow. So all jellyish foods. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that really thin, sort of horrible jelly you get on top of a tart, for Yeah, instance. I don't like that. Don't like that. Uh, sometimes you get on top of a cake really horribly, mm. and you have to sort of, like, like it really is. I know, <laughs> don't be sick on your laptop. Um, yeah, I could never, trifle, nope, panna cotta. Oh, I love trifle. No, um, sometimes yoghurt, when you open it, yeah. I have to get David to stir it up so I can't see. I get a bit, I know you don't eat eggs, but if I have an egg like if you have a poached egg that's not quite cooked enough and mm. it's like a little bit gelatinous that does give me the book a bit oh. as we say in glasgow there you go there's your glasgow word for the day book book <laughs> i think that's a really good it's very word. onomatopoeic once at a family christmas my uncle put some jelly on my shoulder and uh <gasps> yeah i had to go and have that's a cry mean. i had to go and have a cry in the bathroom uh, but be like oh yeah that's really funny <laughs> that's not funny if again. people are freaked out by things i know I promise here and now that I will never menace you with jelly. I don't believe you. No, I won't. I don't think that's nice. I can menace you with other things. <laughs> well, that's a that's a statement to hear when you're in someone's fucking bedroom, isn't it? Full <laughs> anyway, of menace, this bedroom. <laughs> let's get on to the book. Um, so, Annie, mm-hmm. your wife, has just moved... Your wife has just moved Ooh. to Shockland Falls. Adam Buxton's got a lot to answer for. I can't say wife now without going, my wife. Is that how he says it? Yeah. (laughs) I was there with my wife, my wife. (laughs) Um, I used to love that podcast that they did, the Adam and Joe on Six Music. Oh, yeah. So good. I was too, I I missed Adam and Joe, to be honest with you. Mm. Slightly too young for it, I think. But I really like the Adam Buxton podcast. I've still got the book. The Adam and Joe book, oh which God. is the most ludicrous humour that I love. It's a lot of like really stupid wordplay, mm. which is my favourite kind of humour. Still the funniest thing that ever I've ever sort of been assaulted by when I did not expect it coming was Louis Theroux singing falsetto along to Yes Sir I Can Boogie <laughs> on the Adam Buxton podcast. And like sometimes if I've had a really bad day, I'll just put it on because I just end up with oh, floods of tears. There's such a cute video. Have you seen... Louis yeah. through and then dancing to Groovies in the Heart. Yeah. It's so cute. It's They're so at lame. school, I think. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> they anyway. are all my husband. Oh, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, okay, so Annie. Apparently, though, he did a really shit sex worker documentary. Oh, I haven't seen it. Of, like, the most latest one. And they were like, we told him not to do this, and he did. Mm. Mm. Don't do that. To be honest, almost all representations on TV of sex workers is not very good. Yeah. Anyway. You should recommend that book. That good book. You Revolting wrote. Prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> I that is my recommend of the day. You there should you read go. it by Juno Mac and Molly Smith. Change okay. my life. Change my life. Don't read this, Robot Stein. We'll just tell you about it. Go and read Revolting Prostitutes instead. So Annie, your wife, uh, has moved <laughs> to Shockland Falls with her family and her cat Goggles. Good cat name. But is that cat good. gonna die? We know it is. Because it's Robot Stein and he always kills the animal. What the fuck? What's wrong with you, Robot Stein? Should you be on a list merely asking? You see, Stephen King has dogs that he tweets about all the time. They're not dead. I've never seen Robot Stein talk about his pets. Is that because he kills them all? Although Stephen King has also killed pets in his books. Yes, well, But not every pet. doesn't. Okay. Um, As far as I know. Uh, So she uh, loves to cycle, Annie. Well, your wife's got back. She does like to cycle. Um, she just loves it. It's her passion. She loves the rush of wind in her face, the feel of the pedals under her sneakers, the control, the way it makes her legs throb, and my heart pound. Her heart pound. <laughs> <laughs> also mine. I also do like a bike. Um, and she... I just don't think that, again, Robot Stein's teenagers never feel like teenagers. She does not seem like a 17-year-old girl. She seems like a 12-year-old. Yeah. Who's been aged up for the purposes of this book. Yeah, which is always the case. Yeah. Um, he only writes Goosebumps books. Yeah. That are just a bit scarier because they've got a dead pet in it or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she is going to see the best falls in the country, according to their estate agent. I'm just realising now how many 
Point Horror Books have estate agents in them. <laughs> like, we had one the other day, mm. and I feel like they, it does that happen quite a lot. I suppose big change in a teenager's life is when they've moved. I don't recall any others having estate agents in. No, they definitely have when, like, because the family moves into a new house. It's quite mm. a big trope. So they do get mentioned. Maybe also because people just hate them. <laughs> Maybe. Like traffic wardens. Um, so she goes to the falls, which are nice. We're told, like, as good as Niagara Falls, but smaller. I mean, surely the point of Niagara Falls is the size. It's, it's enormous. And in a huge horseshoe yeah. shape. You must have been. Yeah. 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 That's the point of it. Surely it's huge. <laughs> a, a, a not big Niagara Falls. It's just a waterfall. Yeah. Which is <laughs> nice. Fine. Not to say we don't like waterfalls, but the size is part of it. I thought they were saying, like, the town is just like Niagara. And I was like, you don't want to live that's there. that's grim. <laughs> It's not a nice place. I mean, I am, I'm really intrigued by it. Mm. I'm really intrigued by, like, sort of holiday towns in the off-season. We said we were going to go to Blackpool. Yeah. Let's, let's plan a trip to Blackpool. There's also lots of, like, Scottish seaside towns. And mm. if you visit in the off-season, I just, I really like the vibe. It's, like, kind of spooky and sad. Mm. I'm into that. <laughs> um, so, anyway, she goes to the falls and she sees someone staring over the falls like they're going to jump. Guess who that is? Jonathan. That's Jonathan. Um, then I saw him. A teenage boy. We could just stop there and we got it. Yeah, that's fine. It. We, no, we need idiotic. to have the colour of his t-shirt and shorts because that's what we always get. Well, he's wearing jeans there and a yellow t-shirt. Okay, there we go. Yep. <laughs> he was standing over the falls, right on the edge. What, like, where the water goes? How, no, how is that possible? It must be on the bank. He was, he was staring straight down, down to the jagged black rocks below the falling water. So maybe, yeah, he's How does that work? overlooking. It must be. Anyway, he looks like Luke Perry, 90s, but with a James... I can't remember what Luke Perry looks like. I think he's got a really long face, like a horse. I'm picturing a horse now. Yep, fine. So he looks like a horse. Boy with a horse head. But with a James Dean-style flap top. Picturing it perfectly. Yeah. My mental picture is strong and sexy. Oh. No, I don't think that's what we're going for. With this guy? No. Horse with a flat top? Fwoah. <laughs> My God. <laughs> And he run. <laughs> um, Is that not what men look like? I don't get the appeal of men. <laughs> you get the appeal of some men, the most unappealing men that there are. Yes. Oh, God. No, we less competition. Oh, God. Anyway. No, everyone agrees with me about Spike. You're incorrect. Oh, wait, hang on. We've got... Spike's better than Angel. It's a fact. Yeah, Angel's not attractive now, I realise. Oh, really? Spike is also not attractive. That's a new development. It's like a development. Shit Billy Idol. That's my thing. I don't fancy David Boreanaz now. I fanciedly when I was like 14. Now he's I much I think I still up. fancy Spike. Really? I don't know. I haven't observed. It's oh, really horrible. Nah, sorry. Anyway, this guy... Good was... thing I'm married and gay as fuck, so... <laughs> This um, horseman is very tall and handsome and has sideburns and is really tanned. Always Sideburns? White, always tanned. And a cleft chin and green eyes. <sighs> what a combo. Do you think he's just got a boy generator? I think he's just yeah. got a, like, he just puts all the things he knows in. his in. house. Blue eyes, green eyes, grey eyes, blonde hair, blonde hair, blonde hair, blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he has a crooked smile but it's very handsome and she falls in love with him right then. Even though he's clearly trying to like what, kill himself? Girls are into that. We've already established that. We're all Robotstein's girl heroines. They either spend all their time bickering and competing with their female friends, or being at all, and or being attracted to men who are clearly gonna harm them or themselves. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Well, okay, so they're hanging around at the top of the falls and she's like, I've never been up here. And he's like, I was just staring into the Deep falls. Thinking about the abyss of death <laughs> that will clear my soul. If that was, if I met a boy like that when I was 15, I'd be like, oh, tell me you more really goth would, poetry. Oh God. Um, so weirdly, tell me more about the inevitable demise. <laughs> What's on we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's wear black. <laughs> so despite them just hanging around at the top of a waterfall, their friend, his friend Ruby, just like bursts out of the woods. Fine. Now here I am. <laughs> um, and she's clearly a redhead, so is evil. Um, so she's also very flirty. Spoken as a redhead. <laughs> and obviously hates Annie immediately. And somebody has slashed Annie's bike tires. What? Yeah. Hmm. Who could it be? Um, Jonathan, who... 
he's going to be that for All right, the remainder then. of the episode. Um, he invites her to a party later that week where she goes and she meets his best mate, Caleb. And they're like... Caleb? Oh my God, we've had this before. What Caleb. You Caleb. 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 I feel Caleb. like it, you're making such a big deal out of this. <laughs> it's just weird. Why you is it? You can say it, Caleb. I, I find Caleb weird. Really? Yeah. It's like you're not saying the word. Caleb. It's like you're trying to forget Do you the know what exists. you remind me of? Do you know my mum? No, I don't know if I want to hear the end Mama of Mama Logan puts weird emphasis on things quite often. So she talks about Airbnb, <laughs> not Airbnb. Well, she's reading Airbnb, she's as if the it. main part is the N. <laughs> my dad will call it a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think it's made out of dog. <laughs> A hot dog. <laughs> they were also when we used to go to McDonald's as a it's like treat. calling it a beef burger. <laughs> <laughs> he would he would order um, six chicken nuggets and chips twice, but like say it like that instead of like two lots of chicken nuggets and chips, which That's always confusing. used to devastate me. Well, was like, six chicken nuggets and chips twice. So you want us to regurgitate the first lot into their mouths and then they'll serve <laughs> it again? Like what's happening? Anyway, oh god, all right. Let's make another name up for this man. No, you can call him Caleb. No, I'm, I'm happy with that. Kitty. Oh, okay. He's called Kitty. Okay, so they're jocks, kind of. I just picture them wearing jock straps. Is that is there a connection there? Are jocks called jocks because they wear jock straps, or are jock straps called that because jocks wear them? You see, jock straps have become so gay. Yeah. Like they're a staple of gay porn. Not that I've ever seen it. Um, <laughs> Said with authority. Just like very fit, very strong men wearing jock straps because they show you ass. What is a jock strap? Oh my god, don't make me Google it. No, jock don't strap. Google it. Just no, describe it to me. Uh, no, describe it because this is not a visual medium. Yes, but you will understand what I mean. But maybe others also don't know what jock straps are. So are I'm they gonna... like, I mean, picturing like white, like yes. white elastic that just holds your meat and veg up. Yeah. Or down? Well, no, so oh. it's like, it's like, sorry, the, you should see what I can no, see No, describe. Now. <laughs> I don't want to see it, because you probably you haven't got your safe search on. No, I haven't. Of course not. Come on, where's the fun in that? So, it's like a pouch. Yep. I feel like we've had this, I'm getting the biggest So, I'm picturing like right a now. tea bag with no tea in it. I'm getting the maddest deja vu from everything you're currently saying. It's so weird. Have we discussed Maybe. it before? Have we just gone into a loop? It seems like something, a jockstrap seems like something that I would fundamentally misunderstand. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you, you know what a dick and balls looks like? I have seen them. Yeah. So Both imagine, in life and in a photograph. Imagine, imagine those in case. What was it? I saw it in a book once. <laughs> and I wasn't I was impressed. impressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, like a triangular pouch. A triangle? Well, yeah, like, obviously, because that's... Dick and balls is not triangular. Well, no, but the space where they are is. All right, then. Got you. And then it's kind of, like, attached to a, like, uh, like an elastic... Like a ...that belt. goes around the wells. Yeah. So here's what... How <laughs> fucking... Am I a granny? My references so far have been tea bag and garter belt. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But, so at the back, it goes around the waist, but there's a bit that goes, like, like a garter belt, the top of the leg. So the bare ass is bare. So no strap between the cheeks? Not that I know of. Oh, and I'm so gonna you show can you a series poop of images. free if you wish to. I'm going to show you a series of No, I don't of want to right see now. them, Heather. You do. Look, that's why they're so gay. Because they clearly allow for both rimming and penetration. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then this guy, wet look, boxes with suspenders. That's quite the look. That's a choice. Yeah. I've been at parties where people have been wearing that. Twenty four ninety nine. I know. That's Love honey. a bargain. Briefsguy.com. You can Ooh. garrison enhancing jockstrap. What's so, a garrison? I don't know, but what's enhancing about it? Do you want more or less garrison? I suppose you want more garrison. Maybe that's the name Is of the brand. Is that a terrible, terrible word that we are freely <laughs> speaking on this podcast? I've never heard it before. Garrison. Also, that's a name. I think that might what be the brand. What if it means something filth? Okay. And it's people's... No, I think it probably is the brand. I think it is the brand. And they're in, the jockstrap is enhancing because I think maybe it's... It adds to your package. Is it the penis or the balls that one would wish enhanced? Or I think both? just the whole. The you whole just area. Want it to look big. Okay, got you. Which I think is stupid because once they get it off, they'll see you. Because know, the really last thing you want is that someone takes your pants off and goes, "Oh." Do you think it's aimed at people who are growers? Mm, maybe. Because some can get very fucking enormous, but usually their state is quite small, which I think is probably better for the guy. More comfortable, you would think. Because it must be quite difficult if you've got like a really massive cock. For it to just be there all the time, you know, just like getting in the way, making, you know, they used to think that 
their big cock was a sign of stupidity, which is why, like, oh, the David really? statue has quite a small one. Huh. They, they, you were like some animal. I always wondered why that statue had such a small willy. Because it was the norm. Oh. Because they thought really massive penises were, like, animalistic signs of, like, bovine stupidity. Oh, there's something really racist in there. Well... That also or relies, it has become racist. That relies on a, another racist trope. Yeah, I think, to it's be all merged together. But yeah, so that's so. I think now it just must get in the way if it's enormous. So if you've got like one that's a neat little acorn and then grows to be an enormous one, I think that's probably ideal. Yeah, if I had a penis, that's what I would want. That's what I would want as well. But not to grow too big. You yeah. don't want to bruise the cervix. You don't want an arm. No. Yeah. Well, you do want an arm. I did. <laughs> You, it's a nice to have collarbone. two if if you can, but I mean if not, also fine. But yeah, anyway. So these guys wear jock straps. Is what <laughs> yeah, okay, got you. So I'm picturing him wearing only a jock strap now. Yeah, um, and then they kind of horseplay quite a lot, which suggests to me interest. Um, Queer subtext. And they make each other kind of like act wild, like they drive to the batting cages at the end of a party, and I'm like, late night batting cages or midday party. <laughs> Midday party sounds fun. I mean, you don't know what they do in America. We don't really have batting cages here, do we? I haven't seen one. Um, and John uh, drives like a fucking But also, mayor. you wouldn't drive after a party because you'd be pissed as fuck. Yeah, but they're not 21, are they? So oh, probably... what? Yeah. Sober party? I know, the worst thing in Ugh. the world. Ugh. Uh, so John, Jonathan drives like a fucking maniac, which I don't know is supposed to be fine. And anyway, Kitty's girlfriend is called Dawn. Oh my God, can I do the Dawn intro? Go on. Uh, is it page 28? She, uh, well, 27, so okay. I'm guessing it's going into it. I just think she sounds like a fucking babe. <laughs> okay. I turned to see a tall, dramatic-looking girl with piles of long, curly black hair, big dark eyes and dark lipstick lips. Despite her black hair and dark features, she had very pale, creamy white skin. She wore short, bright blue shorts over a grey, lycra cat suit. Very sexy. Okay, that outfit. We need a moment for that outfit, because what the fuck. But she sounds gorgeous. She does, but can we take a second for... This is a grown adult man describing a teenager, and then he, at the end he's got very sexy. Oh, yeah. Which I I have written, what is wrong with you? I mean, she just sound hot. She That's does. Great. I guess I read that as queer subtext, because I chose to forget that Robot Stein had written it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just make everything queer. Yeah. The world is queer. That's true. I didn't make that queer. That she clearly fancies Dawn. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. Because look at the men she's with. Well. At the very least. Anyway. But can we talk about the outfit? She's wearing <laughs> shorts. So we're page twenty-eight. Yeah. She's wearing what is it? Shorts over a cat suit. Over a grey lycra cat suit, which is I think what I want to be wearing. You know That's how I really weird. struggle with clothes. <laughs> It's because they usually want to be wearing a full one-piece. But then also shorts on top. Or leggings, yeah. You just look like you're in an aerobics video. Yeah, I think that's you what need I also leg goth. warmers. I think that's what I want to look sports like. Sports goth. Yeah, sports goth. That's the thing. I think that's my ideal look. Google. Because comfort. There you go. But also goth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll sort me out. That's fine. Sports goth. Done. Um, so uh, Dawn is, of course, the hottest woman in the whole book. And, Fuck yeah. Um, she, she's like... She warns uh, Ruby, no, she warns Annie, <laughs> that Jonathan needs special treatment. This is the second time we've had this in this series. Yeah, he loves that. The other one was into piss play. <laughs> what do you think this is? Shit play? No, I will He has go got there. the jock strap on, which means he can shit freely. I don't think that's what the point of jock straps are. I assumed it was. I think maybe he's just really into rimming. Do you think? I saw... It's not that special. I saw a clip from Queer as Folk the other day, and having never seen the UK version of Queer as Folk, I was... Shook. Oh, it's filth. I was shook. In the best way. And then had to look up all the rest of the filthy clubs. You should watch it. It's really good fun. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was really good. problematic. I haven't seen the American quite a lot of ways. The second series of Queer's Folk is an absolute travesty. Don't watch that. But the first series, actually, I rewatched it a few years ago and it held up all right. Yeah? It was good. Well, the tweet was like, you know, speaking as a gay, my entire generation of gays have discovered rimming because of this and we will be forever in the show's debt. Yeah. Like, yeah. Queer as folk and the L word I've got a lot to answer for in a good it. way. Can I also say that um, this is what Ruby, are you going to do that where what she says to warn Annie off? No, go on. Which she says 
through gritted teeth. <laughs> so I'm going to say the full line through gritted teeth, which is apparently how she does it. Watch out for Jonathan. Really, he's dangerous. A real dangerous guy. <laughs> like, what? Nobody speaks like that. That felt wrong. Very wrong. Do you think she's, like, tripping her nuts off? Unless it means, like, you just put your teeth... Watch out for Jonathan. Really, he's dangerous. A real dangerous guy. So you don't really grit them, you just, like, put your top teeth together. They've got lockjaw. They've all been partying. <laughs> They've all taken ecstasy. And none of them can speak. Is that what it is? I think so. <laughs> it makes more sense. Anyway, we've got quite a lot of plot to get through. So and a crush on. on Dawn now. Yes, fine. <laughs> she sounds like your ideal woman. She does sound great. Um, she, I was perving over, you know, the woman who played Janice? Yeah. In Friends. Mm-hmm. She's also in Seinfeld. And um, the publicity woman from Fitzcarraldo Press was tweeting about her the other day. No, it wasn't. It was Julia Armfeld. And I was like, oh my God, no, you're right. She is one of the most beautiful women. Like, wow. She's got this big curly hair. She sort of takes no shit. That's not her real laugh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you're like, oh no god, she's really attractive. And we was, she was like the Harridan in Friends, wasn't she? She was but like, oh Janice. Looking back, she was too good for Chandler. In fact, looking back, all the women in Friends were too good for all the men that they were with. All the women in also Seinfeld. Also true of life. <laughs> all the women in Seinfeld, which is any woman who went on to get famous in mm-hmm. the 90s and 2000s. Like... Monica from Friends is in it. Like the, the amount of amazing women actresses that Jerry Seinfeld dates is insane. All of them were too good for Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, go back and look. Just code. saying. Go back and queer eye on Seinfeld. That's going to be okay. our next podcast. So I've never seen Seinfeld. You need think. to. It's I've seen really like funny. a bit of one episode, I think. It holds up really well, apart from like a couple. It's really quite racist. Okay, we can do a spin-off where we watch Seinfeld. Oh, I'd love that. I've also got the world's most enormous crush on Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I'm not surprised oh my God, for a she's second. So hot. She's so hot. Um, anyway, so, Don and Annie become friends. Friends. Nice friends. Special gal pals. <laughs> As she starts school, and Don warns her that Ruby has a giant crush on a, Jonathan. A giant what? Crush. <laughs> a giant play. special friend at home <laughs> that you can play with. Ruby's got a giant cock. Mm-hmm. Um... Which is pretty obvious, to be honest with you, given the book. But Ruby interrupts their conversation and shows her a picture of another gorgeous girl. Are they all just a clique of gays? I hope so. I I really hope so. I wish that had been my high school experience. (laughs) Um, So this gorgeous girl is Louisa, who was Jonathan's girlfriend. And guess what? She died. She's dead. She is the dead girlfriend. (gasps) Oh, God. So... The whole story is this. Um, Louisa and Jonathan went for a trip up to the waterfalls and he said he said that he left her alone for a few minutes because they'd had an argument and when he That's returned... That's Rosie making that noise, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? She's sleeping. I think she's snoring. Hang on, can you hear that? <laughs> she's doing a running feat as well. Oh, so she's she chasing be. rabbits and snoring. She's anyway. chasing Jonathan. <laughs> Um, she would never she's a lesbian dog <laughs> and went well she fit in in this book mm-hmm. so when he came back her bike was down at the bottom of the waterfall and they found her body later she'd gone over the edge real dead like that's real dead yeah real dead girlfriend death toll one De- already <laughs> some people say that they saw Ruby there as well <gasps> and you would know it was Ruby you fucking, fucking would um, so Annie calls John one night to like set up a date but here's he's gone off with Ruby there's a whole thing with a guy named Ryan, which is an obvious nothing storyline. Yeah. So I won't bother with it. But he said that he was Louisa's best friend, which I just took to mean stalker. Yeah. Because he's like, we were such good friends. He's fuck-zoned her. Hmm. Ugh. Um, so Annie goes to write up some some notes on the school's Mac. Oh! Mac computer. And you know it's one of the old ones, like the the gift boy. Yeah. Like one of those that look like... The big beige ones. Mm. Yeah. School, like really cubed. Yeah, yeah. The ones we had when tiny I was screen. quite younger that my mum brought home from school once was the like orange back one. <gasps> they were cool. That's kind of like, what is that, early 2000s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the beginning of Apple stopping being rubbish and being like the cool brand. Yeah. It's all about marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she finds that someone has deleted all of her document on the computer. Oh my God. We've got quite a lot of computer stuff in this series I guess well. they, they were brand, sort of a brand new thing at the time. Mm. And then they this were like... Home PC. But they don't really describe it very well. They're like, 
I went back to the computer and all my document is gone. It's like, well, did you just leave your document open on a public computer? Or like, why? <laughs> Where was your login? And then all of her discs are empty as well. <gasps> so we did you not have your discs. Someone put a with magnet you? on the discs. <laughs> <laughs> don't put magnets on your computer. Don't, pals. Don't do it. Um, and then she gets a phone call, also warning her away from evil Jonathan. By was now, it she... through gritted teeth? <laughs> because they were all just tripping balls. Yeah. Um, Annie's now convinced that this is all Ruby, hot Ruby, Ruby wax. No. But Dawn is also Ruby's friend and won't go for it and says that Dawn, Ruby is not a horrible person. This works. I've just realised with the ending. Um, and then they all end up at the falls mm-hmm. and Jonathan pretends he's gone over. <sighs> because we can't have a robot Steinbuck without a prank. <laughs> like, just... If, if people you knew had died by going over falls, you just wouldn't pretend. What's wrong with them? I know. They also have that old robot cracker where they're like... I killed her. And then it's the end of the chapter, and the next one is like, "Well, no, I didn't actually kill her. Oh, I just let her." But go like, over, I was yeah. there, and you're like, "Don't you wouldn't say that, then, would you?" Oh, God. Okay. Well, we don't. I'm not quite there yet. Oh, okay. We also have a thing where Annie's on a computer and gets knocked out somehow by the computer. I don't know if he understands how computers <laughs> work. <laughs> he does it all. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> Um, so she finds Jonathan and Ruby together, which fair enough because okay. everyone wants to fuck Ruby, and then goes nuts on her, and then she sees dead girlfriend in the gym. But wait, okay. I mean, not her. Daddy's got to be fit. Oh, okay, never mind. It's not her. It's her sister Danielle. Okay. Who also warns her away from Jonathan. Oh. And then here comes for me the highlight of the book, which again isn't very doesn't say a lot. <laughs> it's a very dim highlight. I mean, let me just go through this. She she has a spaghetti party. <laughs> Can we just let that sit for a minute? A spaghetti party. Annie, Heather, has... why? It's my birthday soon. Why have you never thrown me a spaghetti party? It's just so rude of me. I want immediately, now, go into the kitchen, <laughs> throw me a spaghetti party. What does that even entail? Spaghetti. Does everyone eat spaghetti? Or is, is the room covered in it? No, that's messy. That's a waste of spaghetti. I mean, it is a messy spaghetti party by the end of it. Her mum even comments on it. Well, who knows? My brother used to call it biscotti. <laughs> is that the weird kink? Spaghetti. She's so into spaghetti. I, I kind of get it. It's not my personal kink, but... Slimy, saucy. <laughs> That's my type. Slimy and saucy. Anyway, she... Imagine how much... Okay, imagine the, the, how big this pan of water would have to be. So she finds a pan of water later, still boiling, which is a waste of energy. Um, and guess what? Guess what's in there? Guess what's in the pan? It's going to be the dog, isn't it? Or the cat. Oh, the cat. It's the cat. Someone has, someone has boiled her cat alive in a pasta pan at the end of the party. That's horrible. And then nothing else is made of it. She finds her own boiled cat. That is psychotic. And then she's fine. Do you know? Do you not find this with a lot of the robot Steins though? Is he doesn't have a sense of proportion <laughs> because the book goes like. Boring, stupid, boring, stupid, needlessly violent thing. Boring, stupid, boring, stupid, needlessly violent thing. Like, that's it. it. He doesn't have an in-between. Like, you should have seen how sad I was having to leave my Latin American cat on the farm that she did go and live in. It was not mm-hmm. that she was put down and I was told that. I yeah. took her to a farm to live with lots of other cats where she'd be happy. Definitely. And I was inconsolable the whole way and sometimes just get really sad thinking about her if i had found her boiled in a pan which you, you probably could have because she was really small i i would i would never have stopped crying i would be in therapy i can make myself cry at the in the knowledge that rosie will die yeah and she's not dead that's how i feel about david attenborough oh i sometimes get really sad thinking about that he's had a good go of it though. he has he's quite old you've got to got to do that yeah if i found rosie like graphically murdered I don't know if I would ever get over that well you can never get her in a pan she's too big it, so a really big pan would... you know like those enormous I'm do- I'm putting too much thought into this you know like those enormous <laughs> paella pans yeah. that they get in Spain yeah, she, she could fit be. in that that's it though well, they have to be really big she's a big dog but imagine how big a pan of what would have to be to get a general sized cat inside that's a big pan I don't have any pans that big I feel big. like you'd notice if that was unless still it was a hot. mini cat yeah maybe tiny cat Anyway, oh, what? that makes it even sadder. I know. What's wrong with That's him? That's so horrible. Boiled alive. 
five? No, that's awful. Oh. And then just nothing. And then we just move on. So fine. Um, How would you even... You know, there's this whole thing about it's hard to... Have you ever tried to put a cat in a cat carrier? How are you going to get it in a pan of water? At a party? With no it one would else be, noticed? You would be scratched to fuck by that cat. The cat would have screeched. Yes. To, you'd also have to, like, tape the lid on. I know. Or are we assuming that the cat was killed beforehand and it then must put have been. in there? It so, must have been. So someone just so then hoi what's the, the cat threat against the wall. What's horrible? And then boiled it. So then there'd be blood somewhere. No. I know, I feel like this we should have done a content warning for animal cruelty. We should clarify, this is not real. No, this, this never is, really happened to this cat. Um, it's not a real cat. And it's, it didn't happen in the book, really, did it? It's an well, enormous plot hole. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Anyway, I'm annoyed with him because he's being mean to cats unnecessarily. I'm still upset by, in a, in a previous Robot Stein, maybe in season one, he describes a tortoise being smashed. Mm. And I was like, that's horrible. I'm still upset about that. He, what's wrong with him? We're supposed to be terrified of a mop falling out of a cupboard, but then we're supposed to be kind of fine with like graphic animal abuse. There's an absolutely brilliant jump scare in this, which I'm gonna have as like okay. I don't I don't have a Parry's favorite line. We don't have Logan's favorite line, but I have this uh, peripatetic. Is that oh, the right yeah. term? Of like my favorite various things. So this is my favorite jump scare. Okay. So we'll get to that. So shall I end the tedium for us? <laughs> She'll just put us Kill out us of our all, misery. Heather. Yeah. <laughs> Do the gas leak. So her and Jonathan end up at the top of the falls the next day. Um, and I'm just going to say, why would you? Given that all this <laughs> has been going on. And then and then he, he almost draws... Sorry, he also draws stupid attention to this. Why did I feel that cold shiver of fear when Jonathan suggested we ride up to the falls? Well, I know why. Because you think his he's a murderer? girlfriend died and everyone thinks it was him. Doesn't seem that outlandish to be a bit wary. A horrible thing had happened, pardon me, up at the falls, but there was no reason to be frightened of Jonathan. Yeah, it was. It absolutely was. Fine? Fine. So, uh, he says that he actually did kill Louisa. Oh, wait, no. It wasn't him. Oh. He just, yeah, okay. Um, Actually, he was was just there. It was hot Ruby that pushed her because him and Ruby were going to be together you, then, would, you would be with Ruby. You would. But not actually, because here's what happens to Ruby. She's also there, and they fight, and she's thrown over the falls. But don't, but wait, because you know what's going to happen, and I'm going to be very angry about it. And then Dawn is there as well, hiding in the bushes somehow. Cool, fine. Uh, and then, actually, Dawn is evil. So she says that they should tell the police that Annie tried to push Ruby over the falls and then fell, fell herself. Oh, no, wait, we've been saying Ruby's a babe. Dawn's the one who's a babe. No, it's she? Ruby the babe, isn't it? I don't think so. Let me look. Oh, no, yeah, it is. It's Dawn who's it's the babe. It's Dawn who's the babe. Okay, so Dawn's the babe. But guess what? She's evil as well. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Makes so sense. she says they should frame Annie, and then they fight, and then they almost go over the falls until Jonathan manages to get hot Dawn away, and then the police show up, and guess what? Guess what happened to Ruby. Guess what happened to Ruby? Thrown over falls. So, waterfall, rushing down. Guess what she managed to do? Guess what? Swim away. She managed to fucking grab onto a ledge. In the middle of a waterfall, with water f- crashing down over you, very difficult. I don't know if you've ever sat at the bottom of a waterfall and let it like, hit you. It hurts. <laughs> even, in, even in the swimming pool, when it's like a little waterfall, mm-hmm. that hurts. Yep. So this teenager has managed to grab her whole body... Fine. She's been doing pull-ups. She's been doing... She's hedge. She's the rock. Yeah. She's got on steroids, as well as MDMA. <laughs> and wow, she's going to have a heart attack. Just amazing how much upper body strength these teenagers have got. I I'm know, so impressed. Incredible. Um, Unless it's a sort of a gentle falls. Yeah. The water is falling slowly. And can I just... I've, I've just written here, fuck you, robot, and here's why. Hmm. Before I could react, she'd lunged forward. She ran into me, lowering her shoulder like a football lineman. <laughs> a lineman. Backing me back to the edge. And before I could even cry out in horror, I went sailing over the falls. No. Wait. Next chapter. I mean, in that blind second of heart-stopping panic, I imagined oh, myself fuck off. over the falls. You can't do that. You can't just be like, this thing happened. No, it didn't. I hate him. I hate him so much. I cried out and sank to my knees on the edge as I realised that dawn had failed. As I realised that I was safe. Safe on the ground, safe on hard, solid ground. 
I was safe. <laughs> also, there's a lot of fat shaming in this book. Oh, go on. So Ruby is... Fotphobia. Fotphobia. Ruby's a curvy babe, and the main character is very thin. Mm -hmm. She doesn't try to be thin. She's just naturally thin. Um, and Ruby mentions this all the time. Like, she says to and about Ruby, like, I wish I was curvy like her. Like, I think she's really sexy looking and, like, looks really gorgeous. And essentially, the reason that Ruby was the murderer is because she's fat. Mm. Because she was jealous of the other girl who was thin. Oh, God. I mean, that's not the worst kind of relationship thing at the end of this. Because it ends with Annie and Jonathan making out. Don't do that. He he did try to kill his girlfriend, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he tried to kill his girlfriend so he could go out with someone else. Like, this you're curvy 16. Day. Like, just break up. He he wanted to go out with this curvy babe. Yeah. So, so why? He's a murderer. Why are they making out, robot? Does he know what's happened in this book? <laughs> like, do you think he's he just got confused? No, at the he end doesn't. To I think anything? he just... He drinks a bunch of booze. I mean, he may, I'm merely asking. Does he drink a bunch of booze and take a bunch of pills and just like slam his hands on his word processor and then just send it? Oh God, this is the worst bit. He was sweaty and smelly. He was covered in dirt and his face was caked with dried blood. I kissed him back. I hardly even noticed. So you're, you're kissing a blood covered actual murderer and that's the happy ending we're given. Throw the whole man in the bin. And by the whole man, I mean Robot Stein. Yep. In the bin. And Not put, happy. Then put the lid on. Not happy about it, Kirsty. With a clang. <laughs> yeah. Put, boil him alive in yeah. giant spaghetti pan. So are you ready for Logan's favourite jump scare? Oh, go on. Okay, so quite early on in the book, she goes into her house and this happens. Two hands grabbed my shoulders from behind. And obviously she's frightened. Guess what it is? A cat. With hands? With human hands? Where's the rest of the cat? Surely you... <laughs> so she, what she feels is two hands grabbing her and it's the cat jumping on her. So you'd have four? <laughs> I don't know. Is it half a cat? Is that why it fits in the thing? Just the, just the front paws of a cat and then it stops at the waist? Or it's got human hands? Has he seen a cat? <laughs> Robot. Robot Stein, Google cat. Do you think this is his, his cry for help? Alexa, Google cat, email to Robot Stein. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I just set somebody's Alexa off. Now I'm just imagining this horrifying half cat creature who's like, the half of its body is just held up in the air by the sheer strength of its hands and then the cat arms that go above it. Do they live in the island of Dr. Moreau and that's what's going on? Who knows what's going on here? The fuck, man. I actually do have a Logan's favourite line. They republished this two, two times. <laughs> three times this book came out. It must have sold so many copies. Yeah. This is my favourite line. I actually think this is genuinely a good line. Some people do aerobics. Ruby does, guys. That's mine as well. <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> you go, Ruby. So hang on. We're supposed to... I'm imagining her doing like aerobics moves while fucking. Like doing squats down <laughs> yeah. on a cock. Well, I'm saying it works. Um, <laughs> why do you think I've got these great legs and a peachy butt? <laughs> saying. Not saying. Oh, is it... Remember we had musical dicks in a previous Very one. much musical dicks. You can combine the two. It's a fun nice. party game for all. Um, Everyone enjoys it. So wait, hang on. So Ruby, we're supposed to think that Ruby, we're supposed to feel sorry for Ruby because she's fat. But also... Because she, that's why she kills A babe Louisa. and gets thousands yeah, of boyfriends. She, uh, he's doing fat phobia wrong. Yeah. Uh, a boy what she got to feel bad about. To be with her. <laughs> she does so many guys that she's basically squatting up and down on dicks all day long. And she looks amazing. Yeah. Why... You're doing, you're you're doing, doing it, it wrong. wrong. We all want to be her. She's does, amazing. Does he want all women to just be like thin and sad? Because she's like fat and seems quite happy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. See, I think this is why um, the body positivity... Oh my God, I can't speak. Body positivity movement is working. Like, I don't know if you have ever read Shrill 
by yeah lindy west lindy west so good and another she, don't read this read shrill instead shrill, and it's on netflix really now it's a tv show oh yeah i, need to I haven't it. seen it but apparently it's good i've heard it's good she's got a new book out as well called here come the witches or something Ooh. um anyway she writes about feeling so bad about her body that she basically retrained her way of thinking so she found loads of like fat bodies online and just kept looking at them until she'd like rewired her brain into thinking they were beautiful to combat what she'd been told her entire life that they were not beautiful and i think a similar thing has happened to me because like i sort of purposely diversified my instagram thing by like following a lot of body body positivity people and i saw a, a tweet the other day that was like a girl who was wearing like one of those things people would wear to like coachella mm-hmm. you know where it's like almost like just a body stocking with some like bits of like bikini underneath and she was saying like Oh, I've just always been told that my, you know, my best friend told me I should cover my body up because I'm not the right. And I was like, I don't get it. That's like the ideal body. I know. <laughs> you like, surely anyone would want to have sex with you over like really skinny yeah. sort of model. So I think, it, I think it's worked. Yeah. <laughs> but I, was like, I was like, is she just deluded as to how she looks because she looks amazing? Or I think people are harder on themselves though, because I look in the true. mirror and I'm like, Oh, I should probably lose a little bit of weight. But see if I see other women in the street who are the same size as me or a bit bigger, I think they look amazing. Yeah. I never think, oh, she's a bit big. Yeah. I just think, wow. So, but I think we're just harder on ourselves. And I think people have been doing a lot of work to change how we yeah. see different so bodies. So I started doing that, but not just for bigger bodies. Like I started following people just that have all different types of bodies. Mm. So, because I think the type of thin body it's like thin in certain places but big in other places so like thin but still with boobs and a butt yeah and like big thighs and stuff so I've tried to follow like people who are thin but like not the quote correct type of thin or like disabled bodies like I follow I wish I could remember her username it's gone out my head but she's got um what you call it like a little tube that like goes into your midriff kind of thing like I don't think it's a feeding tube it's some some other is it one of the medical ones that people thing. get when they have diabetes? It could be. Okay. But it's like a little kind of thing and then a tube coming out of it. Um, and she posts a lot of pictures of herself in like underwear and stuff. And it's just to sort of remind you that like this is what bodies look like. They, yeah. they don't look like on TV. And because like the it's becoming so homogenized what people are supposed to look like. And it's this kind of like there's a really interesting thing in um, like people who create AI, sorry, not AI, like digital influencers. So I follow quite a lot of them now for my like gender and AI research stuff. And they all look, it's like a de-racialized look because it's not like what any human person looks like because they've got these like quite pale skin, but also really big lips, the sort of like enhanced lips that everyone's getting now. And then like enormous butt and thighs and really skinny, tiny waist. It's the Kim Kardashian, mm. which people can only look like with surgery because these things don't really occur together. And yeah, it's really fascinating when you look at what like the digital influences they put together because they do look like that. Mm. And it's we've it's just so strange that we've We sort of think that ideal. that's what people look like. Yeah, but why can't you just appreciate someone's like giant bum when they've not got a tiny waist or do you know what I mean or like the broad shoulders when they've not got the skinny rest of them it's so strange anyway diversify is what I'm saying and Ruby is clearly the hero of this book despite yes. the fact that she is also a murderer but then so is Jonathan so well, I think yeah. if you can end up with one of them end up with Ruby she's got enormous upper body strength to pull herself up a waterfall yeah she <laughs> is doing everyone so she's probably quite good in bed I'm just saying get with her and not Jonathan yeah do it he's just a whiny creep um so we've got loads of fashion in this. Are you ready? Can okay. I do the one I've got? Oh, go on. I think you've probably got loads. Yeah. I've got black tights with a silky white shirt and a skin tight black Betsy Johnson miniskirt. Yeah. Which is so specific. Yeah. And I feel like Robot Stein doesn't really understand how teenagers dress because so she's wearing that, yep. Silky like a a, a white silk blouse with a black designer miniskirt. But then she's also wearing earlier green lycra bike shorts and a bright blue sleeveless t-shirt so like she's 12 and then she's 32 (laughs) that's my two ages well yeah (laughs) so maybe that is accurate um also i want you to picture this jonathan beb (laughs) he is wearing a black and yellow sleeveless tee over black spandex bike shorts 
Did Ooh, people yeah. wear that much spandex They're in 1993? They're going to oh, rave. Oh, that's what it is. He's got like the dummy on the necklace, the yeah, big plastic dummy. That's the only way this book makes sense. I mean, it doesn't then, but come That on. actually does make sense. And that's cool. why they're all speaking with locked jaws. My favourite is, so gorgeous Dawn, sexy curvy babe Dawn. She, this is the description of her. So she's got her hair tied up and then she's wearing a white top tucked into a very short navy blue skirt over pale blue tights. Which I'm just going to point out, she's probably not fat then mm. because you wouldn't wear that. You wouldn't tuck your, well, maybe you would if you were being a babe and you were body, body positive, but she is self-conscious about her weight. Mm. So as a person who is a little bit curvier, you wouldn't wear that. You wouldn't just, you wouldn't wear a white top tucked into a very short skirt and pale blue tights because that will all make you look bigger. Really? So, Yeah. So if you... She doesn't care for these rules. She loves her body. Well, good. Is she not the one... Oh, no, that's that's Ruby that's self-conscious about her size. Okay, so Dawn is the one that's like, yeah. I am this size and I look great. And that does sound like a brilliant outfit. Yeah. So good. Um, there's also some queer subtext, <gasps> which is, I mean, come on. She clearly wants to bone Dawn so bad. I mean, don't we all? Um, I mean, yeah. So this is what she says. I think Dawn and Ruby should get together. So actually, this is so. This is Dawn who's actually saying that she needs to lose weight. So, I think you're just about perfect. I blurted out and then was immediately embarrassed that I'd said it. But it was true. I'd give anything to look like Dawn instead of having this short little boyish figure. I think what she means is I'd give anything to fuck Dawn. Yep. Not to look like Dawn. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, as a queer woman, sometimes it is confusing. Yeah. You're like, do I want to look like her or do I want to be with her or both? Who knows? As someone who's Sometimes got, you're not sure. As someone who's got a short little boyish figure, <laughs> I would also be both of those things for her. Yeah, you'd be like, do I want to look like her? Do I want to? I still don't know that about Winona Ryder. Do I want to just look like Winona Ryder or do I fancy her? I don't know. Maybe you can just get so far up inside of her that <laughs> you the boundaries are very... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, if that's a good... Come on. Listen, Winona. I want to just climb inside you and wear you. I think that's fine. I don't know if that's okay. It would work for to me. To say to a person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we have a too stupid to love heroin? Wait. Oh, there's more. We've but got, wait, there's more. Got, okay. We've got a 90s thing. Okay. I suddenly remembered a movie I'd seen on TV where a babysitter is alone in the house and she starts getting frightening phone calls and the caller is upstairs right in the house with her. That scream, that's a scream reference. No. That, this is before scream. <gasps> that is a reference to a film called When the Stranger Calls. Really? And the opening of Scream is a reference to When a Stranger Calls. No. When did Scream come out? 95. Oh, wow. Or 96. There you go. I know my horror history. Amazing. When a Stranger Calls was from, I think, the 70s. And it is... I remember reading that and thinking, Robot, you shouldn't make reference to better stories than yours. Yes. Because that just made me think, I wish I was watching When a Stranger Calls, not (laughs) reading this book. (laughs) Okay, well, you learn something every day. Um, We don't... I don't know, she's just kind of nothingy, isn't she? Well, I have to point out that Annie hears shrieking and doesn't realise that it's her <laughs> three times. Okay. Three times. And doesn't know why she's scared of going up to the top of the falls with someone who probably murdered his girlfriend there. I'm going to say she's not the brightest. And then she makes out with him at the end. Yeah, she's not no. very switched on. We definitely do have the sexy sociopath. He's so dangerous, but I like that. <sighs> um, He's such a beige character though all the men in these books are yeah. death toll is one the dead girlfriend yeah. i mean we could have guessed because that because ruby doesn't die no okay is it good though no it's terrible two yeah two because it's not, it's not only because bad. it's not his worst it's almost the fashion that brings it up basically any book it's the women by robot stein yeah any book by robot stein except the snowman just gets a one yeah there's just always a one yeah how has this man got such a strong career? Because people have don't get it. I mean, I used to love these books. Why was yeah, I such a moron? Well. Why was I a tiny moron? Oh, because you're just a big moron. <laughs> <laughs> Is it good bad? I mean, the cat death and the weird half cat man hands thing. <laughs> like, it's quite good. Weird half cat man hands. <laughs> yeah, but we just made that up essentially. Yeah. That wasn't in the text. Two, three. Two. Two. Because it wasn't really fun. 
Oh my god, I've just realised we've got our ending treat. Yeah, right. <gasps> okay. I was going to say, speaking of fun. Yeah. Remember Sexy Aaron, Sexy Kiwi Aaron with a Sexy Kiwi voice? Well, we are so lucky that he sent us not one, but two robot robot Stein stories. <laughs> so if you missed this on the previous episode, Heather, you explain the AI because I will fuck it up again. He's put some, I believe, robot Stein stories into a machine learning algorithm so it can write its own. I believe. Yes. Okay. As I understand it, that's what's happened. Yes. Um, you don't understand it. <laughs> no, of course. I'm imagining it as like an enormous, like Bertha machine, like an yep. enormous factory machine. And there's a big funnel in one end and you put all the Robot Stein books in the funnel at one end and it goes and some steam comes out. Yep. And then a little story pops out at the other end. That's what I picture. Yep, that's it. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> so here is my most excellent friend, Aaron, reading us a second robot Robot Stein story. Okay, this one is a little bit more uh, goosebumpsy and less kind of randomly about food. Um, okay, here we go. What was it? I was looking at one of those big animal pet houses that people in my neighborhood use. I tried to catch my breath, listening hard, listening for the squeals that must have been made when the creature jumped through the window, checking my bedclothes to see if the hairy creature stood up and noticed I was in bed. Had he jumped off while I slept? Was the hairy monster's strategy? I'm doomed, I told myself. They can smell our love from hundreds of miles away. Even the fur-covered stones can't get to us, I thought. We'll smell from a hundred different directions, but a big hairy blob fell from the bedroom window onto my bed, where it caught the bedsheet and dragged itself against my curtains. Ow! I heard a loud scrape, that of a house, some kind of bookcase. Everyone in the family comes to bed this way. Mum, Dad and Carolyn sleep side by side. The big hairy creature next to me on my bed, next to the thing that got me all this reason. Good, good sentence there. I thought, I wasn't scared, I realised. I knew I should let it list fire, but I didn't want to show my love to Carolyn. I wanted to use my newly earned terror powers on it now. I tried to fall asleep again, but every night I came with but every night came with a warning that the hairy creature knew my parents. I ducked and squirmed for hours, wondering if I'd stay up that night. One bright hot day I went up to my room and read a collection of fairy tales. One of the stories even had a hairy monster in it. I couldn't stop myself. I peeked out the window. The hairy guy was blocking my path to my room. He carried a book in one hand and was giggling as he sneered at me. He didn't look very scary. After I finished, a young woman sat on my bed, an old woman, and told the fairy tale of a hairy monster that used to live in my room. That's my only problem with this creature, I told myself. I just hate connected stories. I find them boring. Boring. I started to get, it started to get into my head that I was the hairy creature that the leaves I was swaying on in the middle of summer weren't real, that I was being cured by making myself grow. I felt so tired, sleepy and sick. I wanted to sit up and creep out into the darkness. But Mum, Dad and Carolyn were all up because of me. Wendy, I'm tired. His sister is out sick. I really don't feel well. I walked over to their bed and checked under the covers. Both sisters were down. What am I supposed to do, I asked myself. I'm hanging out with two hairy people. I can't go to school or find a job. The room fell silent. Wendy, you have to go to the doctor, a woman shrieked. So yeah, that, that, that'll do f for now. Um, I hope you enjoyed this uh, stupid experiment. Well... Made as better. much sense as the dead girlfriend, I <laughs> much, have to say. Much better. I like the fur-covered stones. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't we all got fur-covered stones? Ouch. <laughs> anyway, um, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I want more. Send us more, Aaron. We should get one every time we have to read a robot stone book, I think. It can be our little treat. Yes. A little bit of ice cream and milk at the end of <laughs> dinner. <laughs> 
Okay, what are we doing oh, next no. week? I like this one. We're back at Night Mall Hair. <laughs> Night Mall Hair, truth or die. So last Nightmare Hall book was set 0% in Nightmare Hall. What percent do you think this one's going to be? Mm, two. As long as it's more than zero, I'll be happy. So we're doing Nightmare Hall, Truth or Die by Diane Ho. It just elicits such a giant sigh from me, even the fucking title. Oh, God. I like them. Well, I, anyway. Anyway, we'll get into it next episode. I'm excited to read it. I hope it, we actually get to see Nightmare Hair this time. <laughs> We've got to write this series. Yeah. I was thinking about it all the other night. The Goth Rabbits yes. and the Taco Bell. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Um, what they're going to go up to. Um, you can find us. us. Yeah. In the meantime, between reading Nightmare Hair and dreaming of the books that we will write, on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. And if you want the Nightmare, Nightmare Hair books to become a reality, <laughs> you can support the podcast by going to t- uh, uh, patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast. Think about things before you say them, Heather. Um, and we should we should create a level whereas if we get that many patrons, we will write We have to write the book, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Like a thousand pounds? I think so. A thousand pounds a month. A thousand pounds. <laughs> if you can get us probably... 2,000 more subscribers <laughs> will do the work. Um, yeah, if you want to do that, you can help us support the podcast or you can just do so by uh, recording. Recording? You can record if you want to, but there's no need. We've already put them out recorded for oh, you. Oh, Heather, you need a coffee. I do yeah. need a coffee. You haven't had any breakfast. Okay. Um, Why? Because I was lazy in bed till half past eight, getting cuddled. Don't shame me. I've got a banana you can have. Thanks, mate. Um... Yeah, and then you uh, you can like, review, share, do all that kind of shit, or just show up next week is also fine. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do see it. you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>